Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and in this episode, I want to really deep dive this idea why just always working on something creatively is beneficial to you. Now, before I fully get into it, though, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already, that we get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So let's get into this, right? The, the fact of the matter is, books like The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield and you know, Stephen King and so forth, like anyone in the creative space always talks about you need to be working on something because talent is a muscle and when you don't use it, it goes away. But all that is true, right? But I had a different kind of perspective on it more recently and that in order for you to get to where you want to get to and talk to the people that you want to talk to, you need to be doing that. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're a filmmaker, call you with the Hollywood system. If you're a writer, you know, it's, it's publishing companies and agents and so forth, right? These are all gatekeepers that essentially have a say on the trajectory of your career. Yay or nay, right? And when you're not doing stuff, well, then it becomes really hard for people to advocate on your behalf, right? You know, I talk to my friends who want to host or just make stuff in general, right? Um, But hosting is a simple example because I know a lot of hosts and I say to them, okay, so why aren't you hosting anything? Well, because no one's hiring me. I'm like, okay, but you could build a YouTube channel. You could do some Instagram stuff. Like all, all the hosts that you're looking towards are doing um, Twitter spaces, are doing IG lives, are posting on TikTok, are, po- you know, all, all this stuff. Like there is no barrier to entry on that anymore. And so, okay, fine. You're not getting paid to do that, but at least you're not doing it for free for somebody else. You're doing it for you. So you're building it. Uh, so you're building potentially your own audience, but at the same time, you're just working that muscle And therefore, it allows people to see what you're doing and then be able to hire you, right? So that's a big component of this that people just, I don't know, they just don't see, you know? Same thing with like filmmaking. Keep making short films, uh, you know, make movies, like just just continue to do stuff and experiment and so forth. And and regardless of the quality, you know, just, just do some test stuff, you know, with a, against a green screen or new effects or whatever it is. You know, if you're a musician, write songs in different genres and put them out there. Like, even if you're not writing like a full album, just the act of creating something will always benefit you, right? And here's ultimately kind of what really solidified it for me today was I was having a wonderful meeting with a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while. Um, he's someone that's very, very successful and, you know, I caught him up on what I've been up to. He caught me up on what he's been up to. And then we sort of got into this brainstorming session of, you know, what we could potentially do together. And then also just stuff that would benefit him, you know, that I was throwing at him and vice versa. He was spitballing stuff for me that, you know, he, he didn't necessarily need to be a part of, but he thought that would benefit the stuff that I'm doing. And it just felt great, right? And 
one of the things I thought about after the meeting was, okay, I know various creative people, and I have conversations like this oftentimes where people spitball ideas with me and so forth, right? And so I was thinking, what's the difference? Because this resonated deeper for me, and I felt much more reinvigorated and vice versa, right? Um, It just was very synergetic in that way. Like he was receiving it and I was receiving it and we both, you know, left on a high note. Whereas that's not always the case. And so why is that? And what I thought about was, well, oftentimes I'm on the receiving end of a should meeting. Meaning I kind of highlight what I've been up to and then people tell me what I should be doing, all the things that I'm not doing. And it's, number one, the kind of flaw is what they're really telling me, it doesn't benefit me. Meaning they're not really listening to the intention or what I'm going after. They're really just kind of saying what they should be doing but aren't, which is the second part of this that, I mean, how... How do you kind of receive advice from someone that is operating from a place of fear, that isn't doing something? Because not that it's not necessarily bad advice. I'm always apt to take good advice. But again, point number one being it's not really the intention that I'm going after. So it doesn't fit within, you know, uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm aiming towards. But B, because they're not doing it, it's not necessarily like, Credible advice. And I'm sorry to say that, but when I think back to the meeting I had with my friend, you know, I can tell he has a lot of respect for me because of the things I've done and vice versa. And so the advice we're giving to each other stems from a place of a, like been there, done that type of thing. And even if we haven't, you know, for example, I was talking about NFTs and and how that could fit into the framework of film and television and podcasts and so forth. There's a history of, okay, I know when this person sets out to do something, they, they accomplish it. So what they're telling me, they're really interested in, in it. And they're doing the legwork themselves to utilize you know, the technology, the resource, uh, the, the creativity, whatever it may be. For the benefit, right? So it's like, you know, you walk the walk. You're not just talking the talk. And in that way, people are much more apt to receive it because it isn't coming out of left field and so forth. And so, you know, when we were giving each other that advice, A, we both heard each other in terms of what our individual goals were. And so the advice given was, to elevate that as opposed to shift gears. And conversely, there was that report, you know, our, our reputations in essence preceded us, even though it didn't because obviously we, we knew each other and we knew the reputations, but I'm going to use that figure of speech anyway. And so that, I think that's, that's a, a big difference in that way. And, you know, I think in many ways, when people reach out to, people that they might be trying to be mentored by or, you know, get a job from them or 
or potentially like, you know, an agent or a manager or a, whoever, right? Someone that like would benefit their career. They're coming into it from that position of stagnation. They're not doing something. And that's a tough position to be in. You know, momentum creates momentum. There was a fighter um, who who won the championship, um, and I, I'm blanking on, on, on the full details because it just kind of popped into my mind, but he won, and they interviewed him after, and like, you know, what, what, do you, what was your secret to success? And the person said, well, everyone in the early rounds was conserving their energy, trying to save themselves for the final. And I didn't. And so what that means is energy creates energy. He just went all in from round one, and that just built momentum, right? And so when we're talking with various quote-unquote gatekeepers in this industry and so forth, you're much more apt to get the response that you want when there's an inertia behind what you're doing already. People get excited by that. They want to jump on board with something as opposed to, you know, having to build it from the ground up. I mean, some people might want to build something from the ground up, but generally not the case, not the experience of myself and, you know, certainly the statistics that I see and read. And likewise... And it just also speaks to this fundamental truth about just advice giving in general. You know, I mean, ultimately, when we give advice, even just on a personal level, people don't have to take it, right? That's just the fact of it. You know, you you can give the best advice and people will either take it or or leave it if, if they want. But I also do know that if you are giving someone advice they're much more likely to take it if you embody that advice, right? Again, you walk the walk instead of just talking the talk. You're not, you know, the words match the actions. And so there's a lot of layers to that idea of how it ultimately benefits you both on personal terms and in terms of your career and so forth. But ultimately, what it comes down to is that idea that, yes, as listen, we all have hypocritical tendencies, I certainly do, of where we say one thing and do another. But as much as we can, if we just try to match our actions to our words, that's of benefit. That's like a foundation. And then in terms of, you know, everything else, just being in motion well, especially, you know, if you're trying to make it as an artist in this industry, it just benefits you, right? And regardless of the, the, the failures or the successes, just doing something will benefit you in some small way. You know, one of the things, uh, this is kind of tangential to all this, but I was thinking about it. Things I set my mind to, I accomplish. And when I say that, sometimes people react of like, okay, that means you don't fail. That seems rather egotistical. I said, no, no, no. I accomplish what I'm after, 
But that doesn't mean there's not missteps and failures along the way. I learn from those failures. I learn from those mistakes. And any perceived imperfections, sometimes I lean into and use them as an asset, right? So I just adjust accordingly to get the victory regardless of the circumstance. And I think, you know, that's that's a good outlook in, in terms of that because I think what prevents people from, from just creating their art is this blockage of it needs to be perfect, I can't fail, or whatever. And it's like, just go make because you can make, right? You don't need some grand permission or inspiration. You know, that all that will be rewarded when you create that stuff. And as I opened up this episode, that's not just me saying this. It's evidenced by anyone who's ever been successful in any creative industry. You know, Stephen King talks about it. Uh, The War War of Art, as I mentioned, that's the pinnacle of that book is the muse, if you want to call it that, rewards you when you're doing something. Stagnation is not good. And so that's my advice to you. I know I threw out a lot of stuff, um, but I hope you take it to heart. As always, if you have any questions or thoughts of your own, please share it down below or hit me up on social media at Phil Svitek. Would love to chat with you about this further or anything that you want to talk about, really, right? Um, I love hearing from you and it inspires future episodes and so forth. And speaking of that, if you appreciate what I do and think you might benefit from my coaching, well, that is an option for you if uh, the coaching is a little bit steep for you. I have my Patreon page where we get to interact uh, more directly um, for a fraction of the cost, right? So these are all options available to you. Likewise, um, another way to support me is through the books and movies that I make. You know, I've linked them down below for your benefit. Supporting those helps continue for me making the art that I want to make and I learn stuff and then get to share it here with you for free, right? So it's a very synergetic, symbiotic relationship. But I appreciate the time you took to listen to this. As I said, I hope it is beneficial, and I hope to see you next time.